Welcome to Getting Healthcare Right, a bi-monthly podcast about the business of healthcare. Brought to you by TriHealth and hosted by Jamie Smith, president and publisher of the Cincinnati Business Courier. In this podcast series, we explore changes being made by some healthcare systems to provide care differently and in a way that benefits patients, employers, and entire communities all while costing less than traditional healthcare delivery. It's about getting healthcare right. Welcome back, Dr. Delinsky and Terry for a third episode. It's so good to have you back. For those who haven't heard the last two episodes, let me fill you in on who we're talking to today. Dr. Diane Delinsky is a board certified internal medicine physician with TriHealth Physician Partners in Anderson. She works with patients over the age of 18, focusing on, but not limited to chronic disease management, such as diabetes, hypertension, COPD, and obesity, as well as acute adult illness and preventative care. Terry Hanlon Bremer serves in the role of TriHealth's Chief Operating Officer. She previously served in the role of SVP for Employer Solutions and Population Health. Thanks for being back with us for the third episode. It's good to see you, Jamie. Today, I really want to talk about a new concept, at least to me, is health neighborhoods. Terry, can you explain what that health neighborhood is? Yes, I'd be happy to. So the health neighborhood for us actually is a new concept, and it generated from feedback that we heard from our patients around ensuring that they felt that folks that they were talking with from a centralized service perspective, actually knew them as if they were in the offices with the primary care physician. So in our world, we have 36 primary care offices, but we also have centralized scheduling and centralized resources that surround our primary care practices with additional resources all towards patient care. What we heard is that our patients don't wanna lose our niche, which is that we know our patients, we know them well, we treat them like family. So the genesis of the health neighborhood is that we would take our centralized resources and actually break them down into smaller pods where a group of six offices is surrounded with the same care team of care managers, social workers, behavioral health coordinators, diabetes educators, population health pharmacists, and that team knows their providers, their physicians, and ultimately the patients. Coupled with that, which Dr. Delinsky um, may want to jump in and speak about, is that we use location for these pods of neighborhoods, and we also pull in our priority cares, which are our urgent cares, and they serve as an extension of our primary care offices after hours, as well as our TriHealth at Walgreens clinics, which we have across the region here. All this comes together so that Mrs. Smith comes in and everybody in that neighborhood pod knows Mrs. Smith. It's very personalized. And we know from our patients that that is very much a differentiator for TriHealth. I completely agree. Our patients notice the difference. And I think the physicians like having this team support in their local neighborhood because they get to know these support people, the nurses, the pharmacists, they've met them face to face. So they know who their team is that they can turn to at a moment's notice throughout the day. 
Dr. Delinsky, are there other benefits to the patient in the neighborhood model? One other member of our team is our tri-health clinic at Walgreens. Our offices rely on the nurse practitioners that support those clinics. They are tri-health employees and they have our electronic medical record. For instance, if one of our patients on a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday decides that they need to be seen and it, the level of care is appropriate for a tri-health clinic at Walgreens, they can go there and that provider will have their chart. And then after they're seen, that note will be sent back to the primary care physician. It's just another level of care that we have, another extension of our practices. And they're available seven days a week, mm -hmm. in the evenings, on weekends. So as someone uh, just recently shared, healthcare needs don't always happen eight to five, Monday through Friday. What other benefits are you seeing for the doctors and your staff on this? Yeah, that's a great question, Jamie. What we're seeing is a tighter connectivity between the physician and the care team so that our care team knows our physicians. They know them well. They know what they like, don't like, what their practice patterns are, because there's still individuality within our physician practices. So it just allows that tighter connection and more continuity across the board, both at the patient level as well as behind the scenes with the care team obviously improves the communication process when everybody's on that same play. Uh, Dr. Delinsky, can you tell me what are the impacts you're seeing in the quality of care based on neighborhoods? Part of the neighborhood is we have a group, we're building groups of centralized RNs that help us with messages. And, and I can be more specific on that. We have something called MyChart, which is a way for a patient to reach to the care team through an email, MyChart message. And sometimes the messages don't have enough detail to them for the physician or nurse practitioner to be able to answer that message. So the RNs will help look at these messages and then if they feel more detail is needed, they will call the patient or message the patient back. So this is a more timely way to get back to the patient. The physician or provider is actively seeing patients face to face in the office. So the RN can get to the patient quicker, get the details that are needed so that the physician can answer the questions. So it improves quality of care in that way. Obviously with all the support team, the community health workers, the social workers, the care managers, the team that is actively helping us get that preventative screening done, all improve quality of care. Let me give just a real life example. And I shared this with Dr. Delinsky the other day, but my husband needed to see one of um, our doctors and he had some things going on. We sent through a MyChart message and literally within about 10 minutes, the nurse had triaged the message, sent a message back to my husband, telling him what the next steps were and that it was going to the physician because it needed the physician's intervention. And it took the anxiety right out of my husband's mind. So, and, and quite honestly, that impacted me because then he wasn't calling me all day long, you know, worried about it. So it all worked out the way it was supposed to. Terry, we mentioned in a previous podcast about putting the trust in the system. Mm -hmm. This has to improve that trust, right? You're basically given an open line of communication for both the healthcare team and the patient, right? Absolutely. And it's really meeting the patient, you know, slash consumer where he or she is at. We know that 
we think about Amazon and the fact that immediate gratification is really at the forefront, our patients expect that out of healthcare. They want to know that when they need something, they're going to get immediate response and creating the neighborhood. And as Dr. Delinsky said, adding this another layer of RNs doing triage really helps meet that consumer need of immediate response. Terry, now we're hearing a lot about shortage of healthcare providers. I know that's not unique just to healthcare, but I know there's a big issue there. Can this neighborhood approach help at all with that shortage? Yes, absolutely. And I'll talk about it on a couple of different levels. First of all, that the neighborhood concept really ties into not only better patient care, meeting the patient where they're at, but also helping the physician or provider with better work-life balance. So when we talk about this concept with new recruits of physicians, this is the number one thing that they're gravitating to, that they are able to then have a better work-life approach, knowing that they're surrounded with a care team that's gonna help them in managing the patient's overall health and care. Secondly, from a RN or a LPN or a care team member, this gives another pathway so that if somebody wants to move along their professional development, they can go into one of these roles and still be at the bedside, quote unquote, but in a different manner. And usually that's in a virtual manner. So it just allows more engagement from our team and it gives people pathways for when they want to move along the system. We've talked about the benefit to the patient. We've talked about the benefit to the healthcare team in using this neighborhood model. You know, is there a benefit to the business leaders, the community? Our listeners are a business audience. What should these business leaders be thinking of when it comes to population health and the healthcare neighborhood model? That's a really important question, Jamie. When I think about it, there are really three payers for healthcare. There's the government, there's employers, and there are individuals. So when you think about population health, at the core of this, we are trying to change how healthcare is financed and how care is delivered to make it better. So the employer will have a direct benefit to this work. Ultimately, our goal is to help each individual be as healthy and productive in their stage of life. And if they're working for an employer, that's going to directly benefit the employer with whatever that employer's services or goods or offerings are. But overall, as community, you know, employers play a big role in helping our community stay healthy. So when they're paying for service, they want to know that their employees and family members can get easy access and get high quality care that's going to limit or reduce the medical spend on the employer side. And I think all this starts coming together through our population health journey. As a business leader, you know, it really excites me to hear about the approaches that TriHealth is taking. You know, the neighborhood approach just, it really opens up my eyes to things that we as community leaders need to really look for. So thank you for, again, adding this next level of service to what you provide. Terry and Dr. Delinsky, you have simply been amazing in our last three episodes, all centered on population health, the patient experience, and now neighborhoods. I want to thank you for your time. I want to thank our listeners who, again, I hope are joining us on a year-long journey of getting healthcare right. And remember, if you've missed any of our previous podcasts, you can find them at www.bizjournals.com slash Cincinnati and look for getting healthcare right. So Dr. Delinsky, Terry, thank you again for being with us today. 
Thank you, Jamie. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for downloading Getting Healthcare Right, presented by the Cincinnati Business Courier and sponsored by TriHealth. To learn more, visit trihealth.com.